morning, bitches, and welcome to Wellness for Real, the podcast where we talk about all things wellness. I'm your host. My name is Marlena, and if you're new here, welcome. We have so many amazing episodes, so make sure you go back and check those out as well. We talk about everything on this show. I was inspired to start this podcast after uh, finally finding success in my own weight loss and wellness journey uh, by finally shedding all of the toxic diet culture bullshit and just embracing finding what works for me. So we share other people's stories, uh, tips, tricks, all the things, um, and we talk about it all. So buckle up, y'all, because it's about to get real. Morning, bitches, and welcome back to Wellness for Real. We're back with another live summer series episode with a very special guest today. Um, I'll wait until she's in here to let her introduce herself. Um, and while you guys are in here listening, um, if you're in the live on Instagram, feel free to leave us questions or comments, um, and we'll get to those too. But yeah. Very excited to chat today. Hope you guys are enjoying the live summer series. We have a few more weeks of it going on and some more special guests coming later on um, through the series. So, okay, waiting for our special guest. <laughs> I'm trying to request to join and I keep clicking it and it's not working. How's everybody doing on this Sunday? go all right how's everybody okay am i here <laughs> you're here you made okay. it you did it yay technology yeah i kept like clicking the request requesting and it was like no <laughs> uh, i swear sometimes instagram just does not want us to be great <laughs> yeah so I guess so it's I will let to you introduce yourself join. to our listeners. Hi, I am Gwen. Um, my Instagram handle is Gwen Glows Up. Um, I've been in this like Instagram health and wellness space for like five years, <laughs> and that's about how long I've been on my journey too. And yeah, so I want to like just hear about how you started your journey. So you said you've been on IG for five years. Have you been kind of on your journey for that whole time? Like, did you start your page kind of when you started your journey? Yes. So like, I, I don't know if you follow uh, Instagram, like Jordan Shrinks, I think her name is. Um, she started like a Facebook group and I was in that Facebook group and it was all just like people who wanted to lose weight and, uh, and stuff like that and a lot of the girls in there I started Instagrams and I was like oh okay I can start an Instagram to like just like follow people and I at that point I was following Jordan on my regular Instagram and I was like it would be cool to have like a dedicated space for this because at that point like I I think starting the journey, I started with a lot of, I don't know, embarrassment. I've been bigger my entire life, but for some reason, when I first started losing weight, I was like, okay, no one can know for some, I like, I wouldn't even let my husband follow 
Gwen glows up. Well, at the time it was Gwen losing, I think when I first started. Um, I wouldn't let my husband follow for the longest time. It was like, I, there was a lot of shame I think I carried with needing needing to lose weight in the first place. So uh, she had a Facebook and there was a lot of girls in there and they were starting Instagram. So I started my Instagram and I've pretty much been like posting since then. And it wasn't until the pandemic that I like started posting every single day and that I actually like people I feel like people started to care I don't know about (laughs) it's still weird (laughs) I know we were just talking about that beforehand like it's so strange to have people like following you and like being inspired by you because I can really relate to that like um I was also bigger my whole life and just kind of it was my normal it was something I, I the way I just always expected to be. Um, so when I started my own weight loss journey as well, it was kind of like, I was the same way. I was like, I didn't want people I knew for real to know. Even now I get kind of weirded out when I see people I know in real life, like watching my stories or they'll DM me or reply to something. And I was like, I didn't even know you followed me. Like, this is kind of weird. Or when I see people in person and they're like, oh, I love your Instagram. And I'm just like, that's weird. Stop following me. <laughs> yes, Even like, now, but it's pretty, it is cool though. It's cool to be able to, to share it. And I love following you. I love your journey. Um, and I know before we started this, you're like, I never really talk on my story. So it's really like, I think the first time your followers are really getting to like, hear your full story. Right. Like I'll write out long captions on like, transformation pictures and stuff I feel like a lot of people don't read those um (laughs) but I don't I don't think that I talk very often like I'll like post my morning before workout thing and that doesn't have sound it's mostly music because I'm like ah it's so awkward to just like talk to your phone It is for sure. And here we are talking on our phones and all our our internet friends, right? (laughs) Um, So for you, like with your weight loss journey, I know you said you were like a bigger girl your whole life. Um, Did you like struggle with your relationship with food or like kind of, do you know where that was kind of like rooted, I guess? Okay. So I have, I have like five siblings I are six and I'm one of six um everyone else in my family is athletic I like I'm the only one who has struggled with weight like my entire life like when I was a kid I feel like all my siblings were out playing outside like playing sports and stuff like that and I was inside with a book like peace no I don't want to do any of that and I feel like when I was a kid I would be reading my book and eating snacks and then sometimes someone will make a comment about the snacks that I was eating so then it turned into more of like sometimes I would hide that I ate something or like that I there's been that um but most of I think being bigger was just not being aware of how much I was eating or how much I was supposed to eat and then like when you go to the doctor they're like well you need to lose weight but they don't really tell you how you're supposed to do that they're just like I don't know eat less eat less exercise more or whatever because I've lost some weight two other times in my life 
once in middle school and I I didn't really know anything about nutrition. I just started playing sports. So like sixth grade, I played basketball. I did dance team. I ran track and I ended up losing a lot of weight because I was just moving so much. And then eighth grade happened to me moved. And I just stopped doing all those things because I was like, social anxiety. I didn't want to join anything in, in a new school or anything like that. So I think I had gone out for basketball and didn't make it. So I was like, well, I'm done with all of it. I'm not doing anything. I'm not putting myself out there. And then junior year of high school, I lost weight again. And it was hearing that message of eat less, move more. And I remember doing like the beach body workouts, like turbo jam and stuff like that. And and but like eating less than a thousand calories and just like trying to exercise all the weight off and having a really unhealthy relationship with food at that time. So that when I did start eating enough again, I completely like didn't want to exercise like a punishment. And so then like going to college and gaining not the freshman 15, but the freshman 50 and just like completely rejecting anything that felt like healthy. Well, not really healthy, but just like felt like monitoring my food intake or anything because I felt like to be healthy meant that I had to give up all fun or eating in general because that's that's how I had last tried to lose weight basically. Wow. I can relate to so much of that. And it's so sad how, like, when you said that the, the doctors like will lose weight and then they don't really like, they don't help you. They don't explain. I'm the same way, like growing up being overweight. Like I never understood just the basics of calories and, and what it means to be in a calorie deficit or a calorie surplus. Um, and same with exercise too. I was like, nah, like I was the girl who always figured out how to get out of gym class. I had cramps every time, every time we had to run the mile. I don't think I've ever did the mile in school. Like I always figured out a way to get out of that. Um, so to see us both now, like in love with moving our bodies and taking care of ourselves, it's like, like, you know, that's obviously people are like, how, right? So for you, when, when was like, what, what switched for you? Um, my birthday in December of 2019, I decided, I was like, I want to, I want to move. I want to move more. And, but I don't want to walk outside. I, it, it's winter time. And I was like, I'm going to get myself a treadmill. But I knew that if I got something as expensive as a treadmill that, and I didn't use it, my husband would not let me live that down. He, he would be talking all kinds of shit. So I was like, if I get this treadmill, I have to use it or I've never going to hear the end of it. This treadmill right here. Um, and so I, I started walking because like, before that I had gotten a couple of gym memberships and never gone like I 
would get like a plan like and, and just pay the money and just pay the money every single month and so not go because I was so nervous I didn't feel like I belonged I just started walking in my house I just started walking in my house the pandemic hit and I was like okay I've been walking I really want to run I started couch to 5k and just and following people on Instagram who like ran um made me want to keep made going want and trying going and, and trying and then I did a run back I did a uh, run back uh her name is I, her keep name calm is keep or, calm or Carrie Carrie keep calm Carrie on fit or something like that I'm probably messing it up but she just she hosted a run back and was giving tips on running. Tips so on I've running. always, so like, I ran always, track like, when I was in middle school and I ran like the 100 or the 200. Um, so when I was a kid, I always like wanted to run fast for a really short amount of time, but I never thought that I could run for distances. And so she, she gave a tip in there she where she was like, if you want to run for long runs, you need slower. to run slow. So, so I, I did that did and I was that, like, and I, was oh, like I, can, oh, I can run. And then I just started running all the time. Like I ran so much in the summer of 2020 that I actually hurt running for my name too much. Like too much too soon. And I I guess I never thought I could do it, but I wanted to do it so bad that I was just like, well, we'll do it. I love that. So couch to 5k, I've heard other people talk about that. Um, can you kind of explain like what it is? Cause it seems like, um, a really popular way for people to kind of get into moving their body more. Yes. Yeah, so it, you can download different apps and it's basically eight weeks to get you from walking and jogging or doing like a walk jog combo to completely being able to run for 30 minutes straight. So it'll be like the first week you walk for 30 seconds and run for a minute or run for uh, 30 seconds and uh, walk for a minute to, and you switch back and forth until you can work yourself up over the weeks to running more and walking less. And you can like repeat weeks if you need to, like it, uh, the program, I feel like encourages that to, if you feel like one time you did it and it was too hard to run for four minutes and walk for two, then you keep repeating that until that is easier to do. Because a lot of the people who I feel like have had a lot of success with Couch to 5K said that they repeated weeks and weeks until they felt comfortable. And I, I think that that helps, so. Yeah, for sure. And like, even you talking about how you got a treadmill first, right. To get yourself comfortable. I did the same thing when I first started moving my body. Um, my mom gave me an elliptical that was collecting dust in her basement. And because I was the same way, I was like, there's no way I'm walking into a gym, like being, you know, as unfit as I am, like, I just wasn't comfortable. There's the anxiety. Um, and I'm really cheap. So I didn't want to be paying for a membership that I wasn't going to be using. Um, so I just started out at home. Same thing. Just literally, I made a commitment to walk one lap around the block every day, just one lap around the block that, you know, felt super doable. Um, and I started working out in my basement by myself and just got comfortable moving my own body, um, first, you know, so I think that that's 
like people will go to your page and they see you, you know, lifting these heavy weights and doing all this awesome shit. And they're like, oh, I wish I could do that. Um, but you know, I think people don't realize all the baby steps that you have to take to get there when you're coming from a place of never doing that. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about your weightlifting. Um, so do you do, is it CrossFit that you're doing? Yes. Uh, I started doing CrossFit last August. So it's almost been a year. I'm coming up on my like year CrossFit anniversary, um, in about two weeks. And it's literally something that I like, if you told little me that one day I would be lifting like super heavy weights and like, um, I would have been like me. No, absolutely. Not. <laughs> um, I don't, it's, I don't it's mind know. blowing sometimes, right. To think back to like who you used to be and all the growth that you've had. Um, it's crazy. Like I, I, I definitely reflect on that often. So like coming from a place of not moving your body to like being who you are now, um, I think people also miss the piece that it's still hard to do sometimes. <laughs> um, and you, you still have to like motivate yourself. So for you, like, how do you keep yourself going on this journey? So now it's, it's really, uh, I want to see what I can do next. I want to see how much heavier I can lift or how strong I can actually be like, um, starting and, starting CrossFit and like talking to the coaches and because I feel like there's only so much you can do in your house by yourself where and there's that limit of one not knowing what to do or just like potentially hurting yourself or things like that so that was a big part of me wanting to reach out to a gym and join a gym and have like actual coaches because I feel like we see a lot of stuff on Instagram that we want to do or that people are doing, but we, I don't necessarily know how to start. Um, or we start and then we, you can end up hurting yourself. Um, so there's like going to the gym and like seeing people be able to do so many pull-ups and stuff like that. I just want to be able to see what I can do next, I think. And that's, that's what's keeping me going. Like, so next time I can lift heavier or maybe do pull-ups or I don't know, beat myself in the, in the time it takes me to do this certain thing. That's what's keeping me going now. Totally. It's that, that, um, force of taking the action that creates the motivation, right? So like you're taking the action of doing the workouts and that's motivating you to want to be stronger and, and keep getting better. Right. Mm -hmm. Like how yeah. can I be faster or just better myself? Better myself. Yeah. yeah. So are you still running as well? I'm now only running if it's in a workout at the gym because okay. I did develop some sort of like knee issues just from overuse and running too much yeah. um yeah. that I only now run if it's in a in a workout so I want to talk about like food um and how you kind of because obviously like nutrition is always number one when it comes to especially being on a you know because how many pounds have you lost uh 140 um 
That's a whole ass person. That is, yeah, it's like a whole adult. And I, I, I don't think about it a lot of the time. And that's, I, that's I amazing. Mean, so for yeah, you, like, where, where did you start with nutrition? Because I feel like that's obviously something that most of us struggle with, right? Like changing yeah. how we eat. Um, so first I started counting calories. So I had like my fitness pal, um, and the lose it app. And I just basically ate what it told me to eat, how much it told me to eat. And then along the way, I actually discovered keto. I did keto for over two years. Oh, Um, wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. I, (laughs) I started keto and at first I didn't like it. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to go back to counting calories. And then my husband had gone out of town for something. And I was like, I'm going to try again. I'm going to try. And then it, something clicked where it just worked for me. And I was following like a lot of people who did keto. And I think that actually keto is what started me counting, paying attention to macros. Like, cause you know, you have to like, it's not so much about eating more fat, but it's about keeping your carbs low and not because carbs are bad or anything, but the way I understood it was, it, it, I don't really know the science, <laughs> but it helped me figure out that a lot of my issues with eating were because I was eating because I was bored. So when I started keto, I wasn't hungry all the time. So I had to, I'd be like, okay, I'll, I'll eat something because I don't have anything to do. But it's like, okay, you need to fill your, your day with something else because you're not hungry now. And like, you can tell you're not hungry because you're not eating empty carbs or whatever. Um, now, having been not doing keto for like a year and a half, I couldn't imagine doing keto again. It, I think a big part of being successful in this journey has been letting myself like letting it change like meeting myself wherever I am at that moment so Gwen in 2019 could do keto and it didn't ruin my relationship with food but Gwen now if I just like decided to try keto again I don't think it would be coming from a healthy place it would be just like oh I just need to cut out carbs it's like it's like I also wasn't exercising in the way that I'm exercising now and that, that's, I, I feel like that is so important for people to understand on a journey. And I love that you said that is that you do, you have to meet yourself where you're at and what works for you in one season might not work for you in the next. And you really have to be willing to evolve, um, throughout your journey. Um, but I know for me, like sometimes I even want to go back to what I did before because it worked before, but then I try to do it again. Like recently I tried to, you know, be intentional about being in a calorie deficit and it totally fucked with my head in a way that I didn't expect it to. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's like, and you have to be aware of those things and be like, okay, how, how do I readjust and find what's going to work for me right now? And that's something that I see so often with people on a weight loss journey is they keep going back to something because maybe it worked for them once, but it never worked again. Right. And so they keep trying to go back to that. And then they just keep, then then they feel like a failure, but it's like, it's not you. 
Um, it's just whatever that is, isn't working for you. And so you have to try something else. <laughs> yes. If, if, yes. if I, I just, sometimes I like watch people's stories and I just want to be like, please just like, don't pigeonhole yourself into this one thing. The program you do or what you're doing does not matter. It's you just wanting to better yourself every time, um, all the time and choosing something, just choose something and being consistent at doing something for yourself, something that makes you feel good is, is actually what you should be doing. Even if you, even if it isn't to like lose weight or anything, choosing things that make you feel good, like whether that's mentally or physically, like that is where, what you need to be chasing. Really? (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And, you know, I also see a lot of people trying to do what other people are doing, you know, and it's like, obviously we all follow each other um, for connection and also, you know, to get tips and, you know, oh, hey, that looks cool. Let me try that. But what works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for you either. So it's like, you really have to, um, I, I feel like for me anyways, the the most important part of my wellness journey is just self-awareness, you know, just being aware of where I'm at mentally, physically, um, how I'm choosing to spend my energy, um, being consistent with the things that bring me joy and don't make me feel miserable. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So what, what goals do you have right now for your right wellness now, journey? I, I want to be able to do a set of three pull-ups, um, at least one set of three pull-ups. I'm working myself up to five. Um, I can currently do two when fresh, which at the beginning of the year, I actually just wanted to be able to do one this year without like completely gassing myself. So I've surpassed that goal. Um, and it's, crazy crazy for me to think about because because when I first started strength training I would skip upper body like I was I'm a leg day girl (laughs) all the time like what why do I need to train upper body that's so boring what uh and now I'm like okay but look at these shoulders like are we hitting shoulders (laughs) (laughs) I love that it all works together right Mm -hmm. Um, and I I love that you're setting like a goal like that right like you said you had a goal to do one and you did that you know and it's it's evolving and um I think that with goal setting again that's something that people miss they feel like they have to set these huge goals right and then they feel awful when they can't achieve it and it's like Mm -hmm. again you got to take those baby steps to get to your ultimate goal right so for you what is your ultimate goal um with pull-ups like you just want to be able to like bang them out no problem yes I just want to be like just this strong bitch who can just get jump up and do like 10 15 pull-ups and it'd be nothing yeah (laughs) yeah I love that. I can't, I can't do a pull-up for shit. So <laughs> you don't realize how hard they are until you they try to do so it. hard. <laughs> you have to be so strong. And then, um, at the gym, uh, with CrossFit, there's a lot of gymnastics elements. So another goal or 
handstand push-ups. I want to be able to do a push-up while in a handstand, at least one. Like <laughs> right now I can, it's, it's scary. That's, I think I'm trying to work past the fear because I'm like, oh no, I'm going to break my neck. <laughs> what do you mean mm-hmm. you do a push-up upside down? Absolutely not. <laughs> I feel like that's the hardest part with some of some goals is just trusting yourself and your body um, and and allowing yourself to do it. Like right now I'm on this pole fitness journey and I'm realizing a lot of it is just being able to trust myself. And it's hard. It's really hard to do because I'm the same way. I'm like, I don't want to hurt myself. Um, injuries are not fun, um, you know, and then kind of derails everything. And then there's a whole mental piece that goes with um, injuries as well, which I'm sure you went through when you hurt your knee, um, where you, you know, you fall in love with this movement, and then all of a sudden, you just can't do it, right? Yes. Uh, At the time, wasn't I, I signed up for two 10Ks last year. And so at the time, I was training because I never run a 10K before. And I was like, okay, I just need to, I just need to run more. And no. <laughs> Your body was like, um, no, you don't. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's something, like, I, I actually have a lot of elbow issues from overuse, right? From lifting weights. Um, and that's something that you don't think about when you get into like fitness and stuff, like how intentional you have to be about recovery and um how you're using your body because especially the older you get your body is like nah like I'm not even 30 yet and I'm like everything hurts all the time but the like at lifting I feel like that's what's gonna like keep us moving more into the future because I'm trying to be lifting when I'm 50, 60. So like now I'm going to try to do crazy stuff and like train six days a week. But I know that in the future, I'm going to have to like cut that down because it's more about longevity than training every single day. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Um, So we've talked about, you know, movement and food and all of that I'm just curious what other aspects of your life um have like benefited from your wellness journey self-confidence I I always knew I was cute but now I'm like I'll like look in the mirror and I'll be like who is this hot bitch because I yes I've never had so many selfies in my like phone and I don't know it's like cute leggings and just knowing I guess I I just like knowing my worth and embracing that and becoming my own biggest fan has helped my self-confidence just skyrocket nobody can tell me anything because I've I've surpassed every goal I ever had for myself. Like I never thought that that this would be Gwen at almost 30. Yeah. What what would little Gwen think? Little Gwen would like if you told her like little Gwen would think that you were bullying her if you told her like what I've done. Like you're like in the future you're gonna be strong. 
you're going to be able, you're going to be able to pick up weight heavier than you are and do pull-ups and you're going to run and you're going to be able to run long and run fast and no <laughs> i just like you're like are you trolling me <laughs> yes oh <laughs> uh, it's amazing but it's possible right like um it's it's uh I feel the same way. Like I think about younger me and I'm like, never in a million years that I think that this would be my adult life, you know, and that this, these would be the things that bring me joy and that I would be the healthiest I've ever been in my entire life, you know, in my thirties, you know, and for you in your twenties, like, yeah, it's, um, it's possible, but there's, you know, and I think it's also important for people to understand that, like, it's never too late, you know, like, regardless of how old you are, like, you're talking about wanting to, like, lift when you're in your 50s and 60s, like, I'm the same, like, I love watching videos of, like, older people lifting weights, like, it's so inspiring to me, I'm like, what a badass, like, that's so cool to me. Like, and I, I, I always think, man, I wish I would have started sooner, but it's like, but I, I, I've started now and I, there's, there's no going back in my mind. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be a day where I'm like, uh, I don't want to do that at all. Like I may cut down the amount of, uh, workouts that I do, but I, I don't think that there's ever a, I'm going to stop working out completely. I, I just can't see it. Yeah, because it's, it's a part of you now. Totally. It's part of your life, right? It's part of who you are. Um, so for you, you know, we always talk about um, how important mental health is as well and taking care of your mind through a wellness journey. So what are some things that you do um, to keep your mind in check too? Um, I'm, I'm a big like music person. I feel like I can't do anything without like without some form of music. And so singing, turning on music and dancing, um, days, if I'm just not feeling it, I can turn on a song and it just turned my entire day around. Um, I, I also think that having a partner that is so supportive in anything that I choose to do helps me say yes to more. So I say yes to taking a rest day or not talking to anyone but him or something like that. Or not like even if I just need time to myself in general, I have that. So I, I think it's important to choose the right person um absolutely so that you can choose yourself yourself basically basically yeah so how, how did you and your husband meet I always love to hear people's love stories so uh, we met at we work met I worked at Best Buy, Buy and he started working there and I had a party one day and he was the last person at the party and we started talking and pretty much he just never left and we've been inseparable <laughs> since <laughs> I love that how long have you guys been together uh it'll be seven years in November uh that's awesome we'll have been married for three years in October oh that's so exciting so what ways has your relationship benefited from, you know, Gwen being Gwen 2.0? Uh, 
Well, actually, I feel like I started this journey too when we were dating and okay when we first started dating we had a cake budget like we would go to Hy-Vee and get a $15 cake and those cakes are so good and we would eat cake eat Taco Bell like a lot of our relationship revolved around watching TV and eating food together so like when we first started dating I we both gained like 60 pounds each and then he was diagnosed with uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. And then, so in doing research for that, I was like, okay, we need to change our lives. Like we can't get a cake every single week. And when, so when we started, when I started counting calories, we also were counting like our sugar. And I think that's kind of what pushed me towards keto too. Cause uh, we were watching our sugar intake to help because a lot of people don't have any symptoms when they have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease but he did and it happened when we had like high sugar things so um we cut down on the amount of added sugar that we were eating and naturally I found keto from there and I kept going he did not like keto at all like I feel like to be successful with something like keto, I have like a steakhouse test, test. If you go to a steakhouse and you are most excited about the steak, then you could probably be pretty successful at keto if you can like keep your relationship with food in check and just know that the reason why you're losing weight is because of the energy balance, not necessarily because you cut out carbs. And you, if you keep just keeping in your mind that carbs are not bad inherently but if you go to a steakhouse and the thing that you are most excited about is like the baked potato then your ass does not need to be doing keto you don't even need to try it (laughs) and the bread with the butter Mm. if you go to roadhouse and all you want to do are eat the rolls do you don't even don't even know you can figure out another way (laughs) there are so many other ways you don't need to to do keto (laughs) yeah that's a great way to think of it I I guess I've never thought about it that way and I really haven't I don't think keto is something we've talked about a whole lot here on the show so that's interesting to have someone's take on it um you know and and the fact that like it worked for you at one period of time but it's not something that you were like this is what I'm gonna do forever Right. Like, I, I think there was a point when I first started where I was like, oh, yeah, I could do this forever. And then, like, summer happened, and I'm like, I want, I really want pineapple. And it's like, pineapple is my favorite fruit. And it's also one of the fruits that are highest in sugar. So, like, you can't do keto forever because you love pineapple. Like, I could sit and eat a whole pineapple, and that's fine. I think with everything like or with anything you you have uh, there's a spectrum there are people who are like way to one side where it's extreme and Mm -hmm. I I, that's kind of what like pushed me away from it is I I just wanted more of a balance in my life like I didn't want to eat an apple and gain six pounds and but like there are people who, I mean, it, it works for them. They're not excited about the rolls at Texas Roadhouse or like the pineapples aren't their favorite. Can't relate. Yeah. 
<laughs> but yeah, they're so good. Um, yeah, I, it's, I, I'm really glad that you're talking about keto because it's, it's even for me, it's something that I had never thought about in the way that you're talking about, because, um, uh, like you said, I tend to see people, um, talking about it in more of an extreme way where they're like, carbs are bad. Sugar is bad. Fruit is bad. And it's like, if you're telling me I can't eat fruit. Like you can go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, I like, you know, that's, um, not going to work for me. Um, but another thing that I think happens when people diet is they almost become attached to whatever it is that they're doing. So like they become keto, like keto is their brand or they become weight watchers or, or lose it or whatever it is, right. Whatever they're doing. And it's almost like this, like, this is what I'm doing. It's working. And this is the only thing that's going to work ever for me or for anyone and this is the right way like that's kind of the vibe so the issue um, I'm really is glad that, that you're oh sorry <laughs> no go I ahead go ahead is that when like the the diet program or whatever you're doing becomes your entire personality like I can't relate to those people because I I it's just food like like the word diet is just what you are eating. It's not necessarily mm -hmm. being on a diet or whatever. It can't be your entire personality. You got to have more than that. It's got to be about more than, than that for you to be successful because that you, you can't, I don't know. I, you can't, well, one, you can't restrict forever. You can't cut out an entire food group. Like you can't do that forever unless like it's obviously medically necessary or like you're working with like a doctor or something, but like you can't do those things forever. And that's, I'm just striving to, to just keep doing what feels good to me in whatever season of life that I'm in. So yeah, if one day love CrossFit that. isn't for me, then it won't be for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that um, it's so important for more people to have that mindset because um, like I said, it's like you follow people and they're like, this is what I'm doing. It's working. This is what everybody needs to be doing. <laughs> and it, it you know, even when people ask me like, oh, how did you lose your weight? And I'm like, well, I changed my diet and, you know, I changed my life really is, is how mm -hmm. I lost weight. And I healed my mind because for me, my weight was rooted in a lot of trauma and just things, you know, that I had never dealt with before, um, you know, and people are like, yeah, but like, what diet did you do? And then I talk about WW and it's like, yeah, but that was just the tool that I was using to track my food. Like I didn't lose my weight because W because I joined WW. Like they didn't do it for me. You know, it's just the tool that you use, you know? So it's, it, I wish more people would separate themselves from the diet, right? Because it's yes. like, it's just what yes. you're doing. It doesn't define you. It's not you. It's not like, you. <laughs> like, it's just, something that you could stick to for however long and it's so it's so interesting though also to look back 
at like my food blogs and stuff like that. And now I, I am eating so much more than I was when I was like over 300 pounds. And it's like, it's, you can, this, this all changes. It all evolves. Like you're, you're Mm -hmm. not, you don't have to marry whatever program that you are, you've chosen to do in at this time. Like, and that's, uh, like when someone's like, well, how did you do it? And it's like, I changed like, what I was eating, I but I've also done everything under the sun. Like the even sun, like, at the summer of 2020, summer, I tried WW for that summer and it didn't necessarily work for me because I was so used to eating in a certain way that like switching from counting macros and calories to points didn't make sense in my brain. And it's, it's and that WW math is like it's some yeah. bullshit sometimes. Because <laughs> it was like to be honest, sometimes the, the math doesn't math. Okay. Yeah. I have been doing keto and eating like whole avocados, and then I switched to WW, and it's like an avocado is like a third of your day's points, and it it didn't make sense to me. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I know. I, I tried to go back to WW briefly. I think it was like last year or something. They started a new program. They always change their programs. Um, and when I did it, um, like seafood was zero, like any lean protein was essentially zero, which was awesome. Right. Cause it helps you build that mentality that like, you know, you're leaning towards lean meats. Right. And yeah. I love meat. I'm a, I'm a carnivore. So, um, when I rejoined, um, I think I was like going to track salmon and it was like eight points and they were giving me like 23 points for the day. And it was like eight points for a piece of salmon. And I was like, nah, fuck this. I'm canceling. <laughs> and I literally like canceled it right then. So I was like, this is not going to work because it is, there's so much of it that's mental, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, you start to associate, um, you know, what you're eating with these numeric values and with Weight Watchers, sometimes this shit is just, there's such a disconnect, especially when you understand macros and calories. Um, Cause the first time I did WW, I didn't understand any of that stuff. Right. So it was really simple. Just the, the, you know, numeric values for foods, you know, three points, five points, whatever. It was easy for me. But now that I understand everything else, I'm like, this shit makes no sense. <laughs> Um, but that's okay. Right. You really have to find what's going to work for you, uh, wherever you're at in your journey. So that's so interesting that you tried WW. So you did it for like a whole summer. Yeah, I did it for three months and then I switched back to keto (laughs) and then I did keto again for another like five months. And then at the beginning of 2021, I started to add in more carbs slowly and start to like count macros and focus more on protein. And I feel like that's when I really, really started doing more strength training than cardio. Cause like when I, when my knee started to hurt, I was like, how can I still exercise or, but not hurt my knee and everything was like, well, you need to strengthen it. That's so weights seem like the the best next step 
Isn't that so interesting? Because um, I used to have a lot of back problems, right? I, even throughout, you know, working out and stuff, I would constantly have sciatica problems and back problems. And it wasn't until, well, I went to physical therapy and they, it was the same thing. They were like, you're having issues in this area of your body because you need to strengthen it. It's a weak point. So mm -hmm. you think, you know, and then I think back to all the times I had back pain and I was told to rest and not do anything. And they're like, no, that's literally the opposite of what you're supposed to do. You need to strengthen this area. Once I started focusing more on strengthening my lower back and my posterior chain and my core, I never have back pain now. Um, and it took, you know, a year plus of consistently doing that to get to that point. Um, but I think that's something that um, I never realized before. You know, I always thought, oh, if this hurts, then I need to stop moving it. Yeah. But really, it's like, no, usually if your body is in pain, it's because there's a strength or weak point, right? One thing that like some of the, the coaches at my gym have said is that movement is medicine. So like, um, it, and it really is like, so I've been trying to walk more. I did like doing a lift. I did kind of like hurt my back a little bit and they helped me to figure out how to keep moving, but to help that pain. So like I did a really heavy lift and I didn't brace my core enough. So I kind of like hurt my lower back and it was a, it was a pain where it was fine if I was up and moving around, but if I sat for a really long time, that's when I felt the most pain, which I needed to move. And that's, yeah. Um, I, ne I never, you don't know those things until you are in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so you talked about like eating more at this, at this stage in your journey. Um, and again, that's something I can totally relate to. Um, and I think it's something that a lot of people don't realize after you diet and you lose a lot of weight especially if you're super active. Um, I know a lot of people like they have, it has a title, right? Reverse dieting. You have to figure out how to get your body back to like where it needs to be and to be consuming the right things to support your body and what you're doing now. Um, mm -hmm. So for you, was that something that kind of just naturally happened or did you kind of, were you coached and to figure that out or? I think it just, it just naturally happened. I got more and more active and I, as I got more and more active, I was hungrier. So I ate more and I just kept track of how much I was eating. And now it, it's like, I didn't even notice that I was eating so much more, but I am. And I, I could probably lose weight faster if I ate less food but also I would be miserable because I wake up and I'm hungry immediately like I eat before the gym which is interesting because when I was doing keto I was doing like intermittent fasting and I would work out fasted and I can't even imagine that now like now I can't I can't even fathom not having something in my stomach before like going to the gym yeah so crazy how things can change and you look up and you think back to what you did before and how not necessarily you're a different person but 
those things wouldn't work for you in in this season of life that you're in (laughs) yeah exactly um like I I feel like I'm exactly the same person just a just a better version of myself is all you know um so I love that um yeah so is there any advice you would give to anybody who's maybe listening to this episode that's maybe at that starting point you know where where you were at when when you started this journey what advice Um, would you give them don't be afraid to stop doing something that maybe you see other people doing or you think you should be doing if it's not working for you if it's not making you happy if if it's not sustainable for you in your life don't be afraid to switch things up you you can always do something different like there's always something else you can do the thing you have to keep track of is how does it make you feel are you miserable or are you like living your best life? Because none of this matters. It doesn't matter how much weight you lose if you're fucking miserable. <laughs> like, um, or if you can't also live your life. Like this past week, I took off work and it's my best friend's birthday. And so we've been out and eating and drinking and like past me, or like the me who was doing keto or something would be just so nervous about doing these things because it was, it, I, because it was, is outside of what I, like, I guess the weight loss portion of it, but mm-hmm. the weight doesn't matter if you, if you can't like spend time with the people that you love and like have fun, like if, none, none of it matters if, if you're miserable. Yeah, I completely agree. And I feel like with weight loss, when you lose a lot of weight, it almost becomes addictive. And I've talked about this before on the show when you're, when the pounds are just coming off and then you get to that point where your body is like, okay, this is where I'm good. And if you keep trying to lose weight, it is so hard and you really have to be so restrictive. Um, and it gets to a point, like you were just saying, where you're like, okay, like my body is good here. I'm happy. I'm loving what I'm doing. And you kind of have to shift your focus from weight loss to just like maintenance, right. (laughs) Or like just living your life and being okay with that. Um, and I know for me, like being able to eat out and being able to drink, um, those are important things to me, you know, being able to socialize and have fun and like, just live a normal life, um, and not constantly be restricting, um, and so it's, it's kind of a constant battle to like, be okay with being in that space, um, and reminding yourself that like, you don't always have to be on a weight loss journey. <laughs> um, it's okay to just like take breaks and live your life and, and do what you got to do. Right. Um, yes. but also not throw everything out the window. And I think that's where a lot of people, they miss that point. Right. Right. Like take a week or live your life or a day, like an event or something like this journey can't be your entire existence because if it is, it ends up being very lonely and obsessive and unhealthy. Like the journey to health becomes unhealthy if it becomes an obsession. 
Yeah, I totally agree. And I see that happen a lot for people where their journey becomes, like you said, like unhealthy and obsessive and it's clearly making you miserable. And that's the point where you should definitely reevaluate where you're at and what's most important. Um, Like is losing five to 10 more pounds more important than your sanity and your happiness? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Like that five to 10 pounds. And I'm saying I, that to, I, I have to say that to myself sometimes too, right? Yeah. I think uh, following like, I following like professional accounts that talk about stuff like this and having that balance, like um, Syed Fitness, like his account, I feel like he said something more, that five to 10 pounds is pizza out with your friends or like a night out with your significant other. Like me and my husband's, Every once in a while, we'll do like uh, concrete mixers at Culver's. And like, yes. you, you got to be able to have those sometimes and just not worry about. I have to have times where I'm like not tracking things. Like for me, it's mm-hmm. second nature to track and it's not obsessive. But there are still times where I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm not tracking that today. Or like this past week, I've been on vacation and I've taken a vacation from the scale too. It's like, because it doesn't matter. Like I have weighed myself like the last two days and it's been fine because I'm like, I don't look any different. If I, if I just completely take this scale number out of the equation, I don't look or feel any different than I did three weeks ago when that number was different. Yeah, exactly. You, you still daily weigh, right? At this stage in your journey. Yeah. And you're, I know we've talked about this before. You're like, I'm a numbers person. So for you, like weighing daily and still tracking your food, like that's stuff that really benefits you in your journey at this stage, right? Yes. Having all that data. I love it. I'm like, give me a spreadsheet where I can see everything and like I love that and it's not it's not obsessive and I'm not like well in order to make this go down more I need to slash my calories another another 500 calories or something like if it was that it would not be healthy but it's more like I'm just really interested to see how just what I'm doing like what what that looks like <laughs> not necessarily to change it but just to see how it's going like um I have an app on my phone called happy scale and each time I weigh myself is more a data point in that app than well I ate less yesterday so my weight is down today that kind of like reasoning with yourself as to why the number is what it is and like like explaining it and all that it's more just like this is information I'm going to enter it in and that's the data um and I think that's yeah. cool and that's 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 what works for you um and again like it's like you really have to be self-aware of where you're at you know right because if it becomes something that's like, well, I just peed, so I'm gonna weigh myself again, or like that—that's when it's like, oh no, you need to, you need to check yourself. Literally, that—that that reminds me of like weighing in at WW meetings and people literally like having the same outfit to weigh in. And I remember even when I was. Um, 
this was a huge turning point for me in my journey when I realized I didn't want to track or diet or do anything anymore was when I was literally, I was trying to get lifetime for WW. So that's when you like hit your weight goal and then you maintain it. I think it's for like six weeks or something. And then they give you your like lifetime status. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and you get like a free membership and I don't know, it's like a, it's whatever it's done. <laughs> but I was doing it right. It was a goal I set for myself and I did achieve that goal, but literally I was going to the first meeting in the morning. I wasn't drinking any water before the meeting, before my weigh-in, you know, I was wearing the same outfit, tiny little outfit, you know, so it didn't add anything, um, in order to achieve that goal. And it clicked in my mind. I was like, this is fucked up. Like, this is not okay. Like you shouldn't like, why are you doing this? Um, you know, and I, and I had made the goal. And after that, once I achieved it, I was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not, I'm done with this. And in order to hit that number, I was 15 pounds under where my body just comfortably sits where I could, you know, like we were talking about where I could live my life and do whatever. Um, and yeah, so for me, that was like a huge turning point where I was like, okay, I'm done with this portion of my journey. We're going to move forward and I'm just going to live my life um, and not track and, you know, and just be mindful. So, um, yeah, you, you definitely just have to find what works for you in any given stage and be okay with it and not be too hard on yourself either. You know, yes, I don't think yeah. about that, like hardly ever or beat myself up about it. You know, it's just something I went through and I did and we keep on moving, right? Yes, I I think that you have to be continuously working on your relationship with yourself. You have to be saying like I I I tell my I have to tell myself this. Talk to yourself like you would your friend. Like you are your friend. And you you wouldn't care. I don't care what any of my girlfriends weigh. Like I don't like I don't know and I I don't like it doesn't affect our relationship so why would my weight affect my relationship with myself and you just you, you got to be your your own best friend your own biggest fan and that's how you're going to be successful you have to be nice to yourself I so many I see so many people on Instagram who are just so hard on themselves and it's like why you you have to be your own best friend you are going to be the one living in your body your entire life it's the only body you'll have you're you can't trade it in you so you gotta you you gotta be nice to yourself because you you can't hate yourself into a body that you're gonna love that that doesn't that doesn't make any sense great advice i absolutely love it Well, I am so happy that we got you on the show and this has been so much fun. I hope you had a good time. I know a lot of people were really looking forward to hearing more about you and your journey and your story. Um, You're so inspiring. I know you motivate me and inspire me every day. So I love following you. Um, If you're listening to this and you don't follow Gwen, definitely go give her a follow. Um, Yeah. And any last words for our listeners before we go? Um, I don't, just, I, I'm still surprised every day that anyone cares what I have to say or cares about my journey and just like, I don't know. Thanks for, Thanks for watching, me watching me 
grow and love like and learn to love myself because I'm I'm not an expert or anything I'm just doing what feels good to me and in the moment love that all right Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. We greatly appreciate that. And we'll see you bitches next Monday. Bye.